0: Welcome everybody, welcome, welcome to my show, welcome to Sasuke Mala's show, my new podcast. I am freaking beyond excited to be here with you guys. I'm just like, so freaking late. It has been on my mind for ages, but I had been procrastinating so badly simply because I'm so good recording content when I do have my students in front of me, via Zoom or via FaceTime, whatever it is. And as soon as I don't have a student, I'm like, whoa, I'm freaking out here. Yet I have overcome that fear. I am so freaking grateful that I kept working on that. I kept pushing through this to be able to be sharing all my body, mind, and soul with them, wisdom, with you here in this amazing format of a podcast. Or if you want to see me also with that, hop onto my YouTube channel. You can have the full episode there with tiny, cute chapters and seeing me in action for all the visual learners of you as well. So first of all, welcome, who am I? My name is Saskia and I warmly invite you to this gorgeous channel that will give you Everything I know and I love to freaking share, everything that is moving me that is around spirituality, femininity, self-development, holistic healing, relationships, sex, fun, pleasure, joy, all the good stuff that is moving us as women, interconnected beings, holistic beings in this modern life and world. From this episode, you can expect, first of all, I'm gonna tell you a little bit what this podcast is about, what you can expect from that, and then we're gonna take a deep dive into my story because I simply would really love to, first of all, introduce myself to you guys and tell you more of who I actually am, where I'm coming from, and how I got where I am right now. So from this podcast, you can expect an weekly episode. Don't bind me on that, okay? That's like a new form. That's my goal right now. And you can expect anything between like 15 to 90 minutes episodes, really depending on what's going on. I really want to keep myself the freedom to just jump in, give you a motivational riff. Sometimes we are going to go freaking deep and unpack some stuff deep down to the core. I personally love to look at things from a very holistic place. So that means we straight go up into the sky and then bring it all down into very actionable, practical steps. Because for me, spirituality, yes, is that we are all interconnected beings. Everything influences everything. But also, so my spirituality is pretty much in the sky but it's also very grounded down to earth. Like if I can't use any of that great insights people have, I'm not freaking interested in it. If I, I don't freaking care what's written in the Akashic records around me. If I don't even know how to help my back pain, let's keep it as very simple as that. That's kind of like the vibe you can expect here from me. So, that being said, like this podcast is just another medium for me to really actualize my mission. And my mission, that I can feel like my purpose here is to help women realize how incredibly amazing they are and how beautiful life is if we surrender to our intuitive guidance. So, I, through this mission, I am right now guiding women to heal themselves in whichever way they're holding themselves back to realize what they really long on their chest on their heart that they want to do in this lifetime this healing can look like on a very physical level we are working on menstrual problems we work on feminine health problems it can be on traumatic levels healing the ptsd learning to regulate the nervous system and it can take like very metaphysical levels like the removing the fear of being seen removing constant people pleasing yeah so it's a very holistic approach that i'm holding and in general that's how i see disease or how i see the process of healing is for me disease is yes the absence of ease but it's also the root cause is always our alienation from our true self so wherever we do not show up as who we really really are and meant to be from a deep inside Whenever we're not showing up in this way, we are creating friction within ourselves, within our environment. And this friction eventually leads to disease because friction is not fucking easeful. Like you have two instruments completely playing out of tune. It's not pleasant to listen to that, but we all do hold the great capacity to be a most beautiful symphony, the symphony of our being of our life. And we are, we become that symphony. We experience that symphony when we step into being who we really are slash meant to be and this for me is also the process of healing it's like really guiding me guiding whoever's working with me back to becoming who they really are without any condition regardless of whatever is happening around you and I do know there's a lot of processes involved and I do know it's not easy and this is exactly why I have been cultivating more and more skills in that path because I do know it is not simple, it is not easy yet it is incredibly rewarding, achievable and also enjoyable once we got the heck out of the path. Now, that being said, um, straight hop, please, also onto my other content forums. Go onto Instagram, please. Go onto YouTube. Subscribe to my channels there. And also make sure to drop your email and then uh, in the Instagram sign up form so you can always receive my newsletters as well because I share a lot of valuable content around all platforms. How to actually realize that goal of being who you really, really are, shining, radiating in your most powerful fearless, bold, radiant version of yourself. Now, ladies, men, beautiful listeners, I'm so honored to be having you here, to be sharing that with you. And I'm already getting like quite emotional and sensitive already because not only have I been working on this for such a long time to start that podcast, to start that way of sharing my mission but also because it has been such a long journey coming here it has been such a long journey such a deep journey such a rewarding but also very emotional and very raw journey of Becoming the woman that I am today, sitting here, having the boldness, having the guts of sharing with you parts of my story. So, and I can feel like I'm stepping into vulnerability right now. And yes, it does feel a little bit scary, but on the other hand, so freaking rewarding already me simply doing that. I can start to feel a chill crawling through my body. So... Let's start with my story a little bit. Um, first of all, where am I today, actually? So today I'm sitting in my beautiful dream house. I'm living in a beautiful Seaview Villa in Koh Phangan. That's in Thailand, in gorgeous island. Um, and it's just my house for another two weeks. Actually, it's very exciting. My new dream house has not appeared <laughs> on my surface yet. I'm looking there for it since six months, but that's a whole not story. I'm sure it will still come universe likes with me to give me sometimes stuff really in the last freaking minute I'm working on changing that that's my reality my current stand as it is so I am patiently I used to freak out about things like this i like my manifestations my dreams come last minute nowadays I'm like okay I'm fucking used to it I'm on the way of working it until I manage to work on that I'm patient I know it will come the last two three days whatever So I'm sitting here in beautiful Thailand, which is my home since about six and a half years by now. In these six and a half years, I have evolving and developing myself from simply being a yoga teacher to becoming a quite skilled CEO and leader. I had been living in corporate for a while in between there and also to an postgraduate diploma ayurvedic and yogic scientist I have specialized in menstrual health and recovery from PTSD post-traumatic stress disease Whew, but how did I really get here that's I feel like really the most interesting thing because many people who meet me now are just like oh it's all lucky girl syndrome you are just lucky how you're running your life or you're running your life etc where i'm like no 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 it's not that easy to strip off your responsibility for how you run your life all the way down to luck like i have worked for living the life i do right now and with this i not only mean where i'm living which job i'm doing but really how i am feeling about basically anything I do or just the way I be, I am throughout my day, throughout my life, like the way how these beautiful tiny moments, just like the way how my tea looks like or the beautiful, how much a simple sunrise is moving me down deep to the bones, coming into tears about the appreciation of the beauty of life. These things are not lucky girl syndrome. These things I have acquired the skills to experience them in this way. I did acquire the skills to be able to enjoy life on such a deep and profound level as I feel I am doing today. And so where have I come from? Let's really jump back to the beautiful moment in school where I had my most profound spiritual realization in my life that got me to where I am today. So it was one day I was 14 years old and we had to do an practicum a presentation in our class or in the subject of religion. And there was different uh, themes given out. And to me, the theme of Satanism had been distributed. So it was my duty to craft a presentation around that. And it was very, very interesting what happened in there. And so I was just a normal teenager, 14 years old, wearing black clothes, listening to goth and metal music, not really happy with life, kind of like very confused about what's all going on. Okay, and I was living in Germany. I'm born and raised in Germany by my wonderful family. And yeah, pretty confused, messed up teenager I was. And so I was sitting there like, okay, about Satanism. And I started to Google and figure out where to start. And then I read this very interesting example that draw the line between what is Christianity versus what is Satanism. So I personally come from a Catholic religious background. yeah, And so in this example was given that... A man could be helping a grandma with her groceries over the street. And this man could totally be a Christian, but also totally be a Satanist. There's no way to differentiate that from outside. The only thing that makes the difference is actually that under this example written by a Christian philosopher, was that the Christian, as he's working from altruism from a place of altruism he would be helping the grandma over the street just to help the grandma for the sake of doing something positive something benevolent versus the satanist as the drive of satanism is egoism versus christianity would be altruism that the satanist And you can agree with the Christianity or not. We're totally not about that right now. Okay. It's just like how it was to that time. Okay. Um, yeah, we're totally not going into this discussion right now. So the, the Satanist, therefore, he could also help the grandma over the street with her groceries, but he would do it from a place of egoism. That would mean he would not do it to help the grandma. Let's say he would do it from a place of, uh, I hope everybody sees me doing that and everybody thinks I'm a great guy. And this would lead him to have an egoistical intention and motivation and this then would turn him into actually being a Satanist. Because Satanists are worshipping the ego, whereas Christians are supposed to be worshipping the omnipotence and the society, the altruism, the good, compassionate heart. Yeah. And this, for me, was pretty mind-blowing. I'm like, whoa, I can do the very same thing, and just my intention really makes this big of a freaking difference. Like, my 14-year-old brain was completely blown away. What delicate difference in further societal classification, what little difference just my intuition does make my brain was blown and that was really what opened the rabbit hole for me. Like, what else can I change just by the quality of my thought? Which impact does my thinking in my actions have on who I am in life actually? Yes, how I am perceived by society, but most over, how am I perceived from within myself? And it was interesting because at the same time already, I did have already like discovered it a little bit, the power of the mind, because always when I was a test, I was well, uh, badly prepared for, I just, even before I was like, I want to be sick tomorrow. So I have three more days to study for that test, but I just want to be enough sick to be written ill and then have the time to study for the test to get a better grade. And it always happened. I was like, whoa, my words and my thoughts are so freaking powerful. It always happened. And so combining these two insights really made the huge, huge change for me. Because like, wow, my thoughts control everything. If it's my thoughts, not my actions making the difference, if I'm a good Christian or like in bad Satanist, yeah, in quotation marks, I'm like, this changes the entire game. Everything is happening on a mental level. And that moment I really broke free. It took me quite some years to actualize everything. But that moment I broke free. I'm like, whoa, I really have to focus on the micro micro level on the quality of my thoughts, on my beliefs to really make a change in my life. Like me just hustling for good actions will never give me a good feeling if the intention and the quality of beliefs and thoughts I hold is that what really makes a difference and what really matters. So that being said, I had been... Then diving down really into different philosophies, different methodologies, different practices of meditation whatsoever, to learn to alter the state of the mind, to tap into deeper levels of my being. Of course, there's like on the long term, when I turned like 18 and stuff, I love freaking electronic music, I loved house and techno, brought me into quite some like substance abuse also, let's be very honest here, I've been quite downhill for some time. But even there, I always knew this is just for a while. I do want to experience different states of my mind. I did not know consciousness to the time. I want to experience different states of my mind and how I can use that for myself in a beneficial way. So I actually did use substances, for example, one hand to rave and to listen to music longer and hang out longer in a club with my friends, but also to study for my exams and get better grades, which I kind of succeeded actually with. So I did use then also different substances for healing really myself like there was heartbreak I'm like okay this will bring me in a more positive outlook I want to use that to access a better perspective onto healing myself from that and now looking back I'm like you would never have needed the substances but there was a time and I'm perfectly fine with that whatever we all got a wild youth right so but this was really how I started on this spiritual journey, let's say like this. There came this point where I'm like, and even dancing, going on raves and everything, it was just like being able to dance so long until the line between body and mind is just completely melting like in the beginning I feel like always when we do sport and something physically exhaustive the line between body and mind is so strong the mind is like yeah let's go for it and the body is just like oh I'm so tired this is exhausting and everything whereas when you keep going long enough this line is completely merging there is no difference no more between body and mind. The body becomes more and more in an unified expression of your mental state. The longer you go, it's like, I love this sound, like, let's say with the dancing example, I love that sound, I love this vibration, I love that music, and you just keep, and at one point the body surrenders into that and becomes the most pure expression of your mind, of the motions of your consciousness. And so it was really this incredible body-mind unifying experiences that I got from this time that shaped my life until now in very profound ways. Of course, disclaimer here, you don't need any substances, whatever, crazy race to that. If I had known to that time something like ecstatic dance exists, I definitely choose ecstatic dance over that. yeah, Or like sober dancing, whatever. So... From there, um, was clearly then one point came where I'm like, okay, now we really got to get my shit together. I have a mission to fulfill. And was like, I want to study law. It was a dream of my childhood. So I went to law school and I decided to quit everything. Like my environment started to get like really messy and everything. My focus started to get messy. I started to lose touch with myself. My mental health started to suffer. So it's like, okay, I got to change. Like my mental health has not been that bad before i went into that society and into these habits and circumstances so i really gotta change that and then i just took the decision and it took me two weeks to sit with the decision i didn't tell anybody about it but it was like my decision was get your shit together get completely sober and straight go subscribe to uni rock your life And so for two weeks I didn't tell anybody, but I really made it clear to myself within that's the way I'm going, that's the way I'm going, that's what I'm doing right now. And then, zack, I got myself a new apartment, I changed phone number, I deleted Facebook, I only told two really close friends where I'm moving, that I'm going, and just basically abandoned all the old people later on, telling them why I did that, but I did really, there was no wiggle space for me to not get out there, so I really had to cut them cold off for a while, which is... Still looking back, I think perfectly fine. I just told them later on, like, that's it. To that time, I was too young. I did not have the strength to draw strong boundaries. So this really vanishing into oblivion was what I needed to get that done. And so from there, then I said to go to uni. I was still smoking, like really fucking crazy, like a pothead, but whatever. And I said to go to uni. And then in uni, in order to, perf- to increase my performance, I started to dive deeper into meditation and into yoga somebody introduced me yoga during um, the gym session and the yoga really helped me just with sitting in a library for extended hours of times and the meditation everything really helped me to focus better and it improved my grades I was just able to learn much more in way less time so it was like an incredible boost for performance and so from there I started during my law studies to like really dive into the yoga and meditation. It was incredibly mind-blowing. The whole experience turned into next level. And I was also like, whoa, I am feeling so much better. Like the beginning of my law studies made me feel so bad. The same as doing the drugs also made me feel so bad. So looking back, I realized I was just hopping from one extreme to the next. Both made me feel so freaking Bad because there was no balance. It was all an all-in game, zero wiggle space. And then the yoga was like, "Wow, I actually feel much, much better and with the meditation. And at one point it just occurred to me like, "Wow, how good? Because I felt so much less bad. How good must I be feeling if I keep doing this, the yoga and the meditation? But without doing the stuff that makes me feel so bad, without the smoking, without drinking, without studying my incredible ass off for something, I'm not even sure if this is the medium I need to actualize my mission, because I was not even sure about my mission yet. So um, that was really the thought. How good must this then make me feel the yoga meditation, the mindfulness? If I stop doing the things that make me feel bad, and why do they even make me feel bad? If it's really supposed to be my path, isn't it then may Shouldn't it then make me feel fulfilled in a certain sense? So it was a question of my mind. and I decided to take one semester break, I decided to go traveling. I had been to in, uh, to Thailand in the year before already during the semester during the spring break, and there was like, okay, let's take a whole semester off, six months, let's go traveling. I went to Thailand, I went to Nepal and I went to India and what turned out to be an incredible life-changing experience, like incredibly life-changing. And this whole time when I was traveling, which turned into nine months, when I was traveling, I just was able, because nobody knew me, I was so anonymous. It allowed me to shed everything I was not being, actually. It allowed me to completely shed anything. It allowed me to shed any goal I had for life. It allowed me to shed anything I thought I need for a healthy, happy living. It shed anything what I thought I need to be in order to belong. So suddenly from being like a pink loving, classy girl, I turned into an absolute hippie. I was wearing this crazy hippie clothes. I got dreadlocks. I was walking bare feet and everything. And now I'm also back from that. And I see like I took on another mask again to be part of in society. Now I'm like, okay, just because you like like holistic health and spirituality doesn't mean you can't wear classic clothing, okay? But to that time, it was just like, really needed to go into this complete transformation. There was basically a reflection of detachment from a belonging to society and from the physical realm. Like, in all this journey through Thailand and India, in this nine month, 10 month, I completely detached myself from the need for money actually beyond the basics like I was able to live with like two three four hundred euro a month depending on a country Uh, I was able to live on a very minimalistic base and I still do live in a very minimalist lifestyle that I earned myself in that time and also like what really allowed me that to do by shedding all these layers of myself and by just turning into that crazy nature-loving hippie that I was to that time, allowed me to really see how fragile our physical appearance is, how fragile our image profile in society actually is, yet how enduring our awareness and our inner sense of self is. And that also was incredibly powerful because I learned with this experience that you can fucking change and be whoever you want to be in a matter of month, like in a fucking matter of month, you can change who you are in the society. You can change the entire role, the entire mission, contribution, anything to this society in a matter of freaking month. That is so fucking powerful. And yet on the other hand, that—that that is truly you, your touch, your uniqueness, your individuality, your personality, it will stick with you. Which is incredibly amazing because this really made me appreciate who I really am because I learned that it being persistent and consistent, it is an asset. We, I don't believe that we are given with burdens. I don't believe in sins. I freaking believe in opportunities and possibilities to take deeper levels of responsibility in our being. I do not believe that we are punished with burdens. I just simply do not believe that it doesn't make sense. Like, why should it? And honestly, maybe it does for somebody else. But if I can choose what I think this world is, I want to choose it in positive place that I can I actually do have power inside. So yeah, that's rather my choice. I don't like the victim perspective. We will come to like victim blaming, etc., way later. Big, big part. Like I'm, yeah, don't get me wrong here. I'm not saying that victims are always responsible for what they did, but I fucking love to have full ownership and responsibility of what I'm doing in my life and what life is giving me in return. So back to the story. This was so powerful. It made me realize like, wow, my personality actually is an asset. Yes, there's parts of me that really suck. Let's be, let's be honest. There's habits, tendencies, um, coping mechanisms, masks inside of me that really fucking suck. And I do need to change them. I do not want them to be persistent. Yet, even changing them, the core vibe of who I am is fucking who I am. And this is so uniquely powerful. This is what makes me potentially so wildly successful because nobody, even if there's two people doing the same thing, it makes me so wildly successful doing it. It makes the other person so wildly successful doing it because nobody can do it the very same way as you or me are doing it. It's like such an core asset because it makes sure only the right people who totally vibe with you will also come to you. Like, this is freaking amazing. Allowing yourself to be really unapologetically your personality. With this, I don't mean projecting your unworked shit upon others. I really mean your positive personality, okay? Being unapologetically that, sure, some people don't like it, But that's the people you also don't like, let's be honest. And the others who love it is the people you fucking love. That's your tribe, okay? So that's what I realized. Like one hand, I can change incredibly fast. And on the other hand, I am incredibly consistent in the core of my being. And I think having these two polarities in your life is a badass power tool. Simple as that. Let me take a sip of water here. Now, having had this new experience, this new confidence for life, I decided to move permanently to Thailand. I still had to go back to Germany, take care of some things. And I was like, okay, I'm moving to Koh Phangan. It's crystal fucking clear for me. So I decided to move to Koh Phangan six and a half years ago and to start a career as a full-time yoga teacher. In this time of a full-time yoga teacher, um, yeah, it was very powerful. I left a very toxic relationship to do so. I feel like to that time, I felt I have to leave that relationship to make Thailand and a yoga teacher become possible to me. Looking back, I chose Thailand and a yoga teacher to make it possible for me to leave that toxic relationship, actually. And still so looking back, I'm so grateful for that half happened and I'm totally unavailable for doing any perpetrator or victim blaming in that position, I think this toxic relationship was freaking toxic from both our sides. None of us had owned the traumas, none of us had owned the wounds, their projections, none of us had owned wanting to learn skills to become better couples and that ended in a very codependent toxic relationship. That being said, I went to Thailand to learn to become a yoga teacher. I became a yoga teacher within a few months and I instantly started teaching. I instantly started teaching full time. There was a tiny moment where it was fucking tough because the competition is high. Like this island here, it's like a Mecca for yoga, similar to um, Bali is, yeah similar to what Byron Bay is, similar to what Rishikesh is. It's a fucking mecca for yoga. Like we have one yoga school after the other here and 90% of the women in my age here are yoga teachers. Regardless, I did my training, I finished and I was ready to teach. Like there was no going back for me. That was a hundred percent in in like, I left law school in order. I left Germany. I left my safety and everything in order to Bully teach and preach what makes me feel so fucking good which was yoga and meditation at the time it makes me feel so fucking good I need to spread the word around that that was my mission I want others to feel as good as I do and I do want others to be as fucking empowered as I feel by having the skills to observe my life and myself and to become as flexible in life and my personality as I had become and so there was some tough moments like in between I was working full-time Time, and yet I did not have enough money to pay my rent so there was a time I was living on a beach actually it was incredibly beautiful like they very often say that especially when you're like manifesting and things and when you're working really hard to get to goal. they often say that like appreciate where you are right now like one day you'll look back and it will be the most romantic and beautiful time you have ever had and I must say that like that time when I was not having enough money for having a rent and I had to move to the beach, like Optimus, go home to Germany or stay, push through it, you'll find a way, move to the beach looking back there was some of the most beautiful time in my life like seriously i had this i had a tarp to keep everything dry that's needed and it was like not straight on the beach above the beach behind the dune was a little bit of a forest so it was on the edge of the dune with the forest among some really beautiful trees and i could see the beach beautifully but from the bottom of the beach you could not really see where i was staying I had a tarp and then I had a nice mattress and I had like a mosquito tent that's just made of mosquito net material and it was just so fucking beautiful like every night evening I went to bed below the stars and the moon and every morning I woke up and straight went down and swam in the beach like this time was so incredibly romantic and beautiful it's still really blowing my mind like wow this is Wow, this makes me really feel like I used the time of my 20s to the absolute max. Like, this was incredibly, incredibly beautiful, this experience, these couple of weeks. Um, nevertheless, it was also messy, like for taking a shower, I always took a shower inside the yoga studios, I was working and stuff, I had to carry all my stuff in a bag wherever I go and things, there's like all the insects and stuff, so it's nothing I would now recommend anybody to do, at least if you're above like 26 years old, I would never recommend ever to do that again, but... Otherwise aside, it was incredibly beautiful and life-changing, also because I proved myself, I really know what I want, I'm following my intuition, that is, I'm living here and I'm gonna make it, and truth is, I fucking made it, so, from the point, living on a the beach, then a friend asked me to take care of a yoga studio for a while, living there as a volunteer, and then cat sitting for somebody and then I had the most incredible job to that time like wow life shifted so much from the point of like fuck I have to move to the beach to stay here to making five thousand dollars a month it was five months for me that's fucking it five freaking month that's not a lot if you think like oh as a yoga teacher in your mid-twenties Making 5,000 as a beginner yoga teacher in an oversaturated market it was like mind-blowing money to me to that time. And I, I, I still think for like the circumstances, pretty fucking mind, life-changing money, more than life-changing money. And I truly believe I got that position because I was persistent. Like I was not giving up. And there was one person who was so interesting. She was also working for the same school where I got in, and she called me always like a puppy. Like ah, oh, you're like a puppy. Doesn't uh, whatever happens and is possible, you just jump on it and take the job. You're like a puppy. You're non-selective. Where looking back, I'm like no i was determined to learn of course every single opportunity that opened up i jumped on to learn more skills to acquire more experience and become a fucking professional in my field nowadays i wouldn't do it in the very same way no more nowadays i do know where i'm a professional in my field i nowadays did already acquire expertise and became a professional and experienced in my areas. So nowadays, I'm at this point, I still choose what is exciting me and I do get job offers. I'm like, no, it's not exciting me, been there, done that, Mm, not really interesting. And I rather keep the space open for something more exciting to come in. But to that time, there was nothing more exciting to come in because everything was fucking exciting. Because I was a puppy, I had to learn everything new. But this is also how I so quickly got into the position. Like I did see a lack in the market in the market in the sense of in this company that i was working for it was a yoga school and i did see a lack in the organization in the marketing in the way how they're structuring in the project management in a team management and from studying law i did have a lot of experiences in like how to be effectively reach a goal because you have to be bad as structured to acquire that and so i just really saw the opportunities and I jumped in and within a couple of weeks I had established myself an awesome position in that very young new growing yoga school and become like an irreplaceable person and manager in that position and so fast forward I had the fucking time of my life it was incredibly awesome yet there were also some downsides to it so me mid-twenties, super fucking excited, really smashing life, living my dream life was also me completely overriding all my boundaries, still holding on to older sexual trauma that I had collected in a a couple of years before that, never healed it, and then completely running into that and actually compensating my entire mental health with the work. So I basically had traded off my burnout from law school for becoming a yoga teacher to just trade it in again for managing a yoga school corporate style and running into burnout again. That's basically what have happened and was a very interesting experience because this really reflected in my mental health. Like it did not have my period for many many years and my mental health was suffering. Some said I'm like bipolar, I had like maniac, depressive episodes happening and also I could feel like how sexual trauma really did limit me in how I approach life like I felt totally in creative I felt scared I had several trigger moments I started to gain a lot of weight I compensated also with eating I compensated with spending whenever there was a moment of like feeling unworthy which I think is a natural consequence of having experienced like years of abusive relationship and uh, also then sexual trauma was really like, feeling unworthy is a fucking natural consequence of that. Show me anybody who does not feel that way. And I think it's a great chance because then we learn to establish that worthiness within ourselves, right? Like until I think, until we have our first real heartbreak, I think there's very little chance to establish true worthiness within yourself because before that, our worthiness comes from our parents, from our guides, from our parental figures in our life. And then we move into becoming adults and keep just like replacing basically our parents with our partner and I feel like there's a big gap in like learning how much our worthiness can be established from inside. Like outside of our parental home, we only learn that our worthiness is defined by success in society. So there's very little wiggle space to reattach your own worthiness to yourself. And so I, yeah, so this time in my life was a very great chance and opportunity for me to like really heal that and find myself of a sense of value within myself but to get to that point I just kept fucking myself over and compensate in the most delusional but also destructive ways simply because I did not know better like I was not aware that you can be burned out by the end of 20, from PTSD. I did not know that there is something like post-traumatic stress disease. I learned that further down the road, and many people don't know. They don't think you can be burned out by the end of 20, Well, I'm like, you can even be burned out without being a heavy, hard-hustling CEO, simply because your nervous system is fucking burned out from all the stress, from all the traumatas you had experienced in your life so far. And that's something I yet had to learn. So I was in a loop of just getting more and more stress, but not being able to identify that stress. I did practice my yoga. It kept the lid a little bit on, but my flourishment had vanished. Yes, I was widely successful. I was teaching so many people in yoga teacher trainings. I became a very good yoga teacher. I became a very good philosophy teacher. I think I positively impacted a thousand people's life and that felt very amazing I was able to move the needle in a way in this um, corporation to give amazing well-paid jobs to many people yet I did not feel rewarded I still went to bed in the evening again feeling empty and tired and sad and I did not know how and why because I simply also thought with time comes healing. And everything that would have needed healing was so long time ago. I was like, that, that didn't even cross my mind that this still could be affecting me. And also interesting to the time, I did not see having not my period for years as something to be concerned about. Like I was sad about it because before, on my first travel to Thailand very long time ago, I was like 20, 21, I think, um, on this first travel, I had, had this beautiful experience, where I was on my bleed, in Colanta in a beautiful reggae bar, upstairs, I was staying in this cute little wooden room, and, I I was so young, I was so spiritual, I was so open for it, so I was like, I, I make myself a red tent, a cave experience, and I went deep into having that red tent in an experience where I'm just with myself and my bleed and my womb, and it was really beautiful, because in that time, I really heard this inner calling of, like, I want to show women how sacred periods are, like, I realized that periods are not a curse, they can be a blessing. I just knew it in that moment and I could feel how it was a curse given by others to us to experience it in a painful way, but it must not be like this. It's a pure blessing of spirituality of insight for us to have that experience of bleeding without injury every single month. And so a few years fast forward, I was just sad I didn't have my period because I didn't have access to that no more, but it was not further much concern around that it was simply education lacking until one day a friend was like, wait, you don't have your period no more? That's fucking wild. Don't you want to look into that? And that's when I started to like look into it and realize like, whoa, stress has a huge impact actually onto that. And actually it's our health report. And that's where I realized my period not being out means I'm in survival mode for several years. Because as soon as you are in a survival mode, fertility, procreation and everything is just not a priority for your body right now. It simply is not. Your priority of your body is surviving, not procreating. And this is like, whoa, I'm in a survival mode? Like, this is crazy. I should be in a creative mode. I'm in my creative reproductive years, peak years of my life. And that's when I really started to like, whoa, what is trauma actually? What impact does it have on the nervous system? That's when I then really started to realize like, whoa, these tools of yoga... And by the time already Tools of Ayurveda I had acquired was like, whoa, this is so much more potent as I had thought it is like this is incredibly important medicine that is Totally not used for a psychological level, but very, very needed for the psychological level. Like before that, I thought it's like really physical tools that do help the spirit and the mind to feel better and to help us to actualize our soul purpose and our spiritual realization. But I did yet have not had seen it be so potent on and so profoundly deep psychological level. And so what I did then was like, okay, I need to heal my periods. And by that, I really need to also heal my nervous system and my traumas. like there is no way around that. Mm. And so this is then how I got onto the way of learning about post-traumatic stress disease and how to heal your nervous system through the power of yoga. And so I went down and realized also I literally cannot heal if I do not take the changes in my life needed to uphold that state of healing. I learned that through first going into total peak experiences, like I, again, as I did before already, went from retreat to retreat, went to silent retreat and silent retreat again and again, because the time in a silent retreat always feels so healing, so nurturing. But then I came out and just went back into my very packed coping lifestyle of like workaholism and everything that I had built myself up and my lifestyle of constant external stress. To one hand reflect my internal state of stress, but also to just, how do I say, distract me enough from the inner emotional stress I was feeling. And so I was really like, I cannot keep living, jumping from peak experience of wellness to peak experience of wellness. I must really create sustainable changes in my life to uphold that state. That being said, I need to take the yoga off the mat. And this is when my horizon really expanded. Well, also my knowledge about Ayurveda, that's like um, the Indian or the Eastern way of holistic medicine, became so much more as diet because I looked at it. I'm like, these are sciences of body, mind and spirit. How can I use them to really... For my body, mind and spirit. And I started to see like these are life sciences. What does my entire life actually entail? And this is when slowly I came on the path to realize and identify that yoga teaches us everything is one. So everything is one. I was like, wow, I suddenly, finally start to see that everything I'm doing can be poison or potion. Anything I'm doing can be not only an expression of health or disease, but also be a gift to my health or a gift to my disease. And that's when really I started to learn the power of observation, where the power of meditation broke through and like, you start not only observe your breath while you're sitting and meditating, but observe your life and the effects of your life on your being. Start to see whatever you do leads to what. Start to identify your triggers. Start to identify how you're acting if you're triggered. And start then to learn how to design your life in a way that it really deeply benefits you. And long story short, fast forward, I did heal my traumatas, I did heal my period, I did heal my burnout, but fast forward, I tremendously changed my life. I went from working up to 14 hours a day, no kidding, I went down to like working four, five, six hours a day, just really a matter of like how fucking much I want to create on one day. And it's not only the working, I changed from working out to be slim, to working out for the bliss of feeling my body from inside, right, I started to spending time with others, not from a place of completing myself, but from a place of completion, and wanting to give to others, I went from a place of having to have clients to receive from, I went to a place of having clients to give from. I changed the whole narrative basically. And this, it took me a couple of years, but I all did it with the tools of learning. I became a yoga therapist for PTSD, learning how to heal my post-traumatic stress disease, learning how to heal my traumata, learning how to change the narrative of my life and using what I learned as a 14-year-old, like your thoughts are the greatest game changer. If you go and work out because you hate your body and you want it to look differently, you have a whole different experience as when you go and work out because you love your body and you want to feel it in its fullest radiance and power you have a complete different experience of life and this is what I applied in fucking depth yes it took me time there were quite some ups and downs in between I need to make a second episode on that yeah there was so much more happening in between. In between, like, I went completely broke. I went completely increative. There was a time where I spent like three months in comp- almost complete isolation. I still went out to do groceries and everything. I had like a monthly call with my mom. But besides that, I really need to get away from anybody that knew me. There was a time where I suddenly had developed an endometriosis. So there was still stuff happening. But all this was happening when I was ready for it to help me first of all, understand myself better, but also understand the tools I'm holding in my hand to help others to understand them on a better level and to dig deeper and deeper into more and more profound levels of myself, of my psyche, of my behavior. So, And this is really what then healing is for me and the only way how I really on a sustainable long-term level, succeeded in healing myself by not putting another batch or another band-aid on it. How Exactly what meditation can be, yoga can be, Ayurveda can be, holistic healing can be, nutrition can be, exercise can be. All this changing job can be, changing partner can be, all these are just band-aids that we put on top that help us feel better for a while, but eventually to really not serve us in the depth. And I think like really going into that depth, this is where the fucking real magic comes. Like to me, true healing is becoming so incredibly transparent and real with yourself. Owning yourself to the last freaking cell inside your being. And with owning, I mean owning it all. Every single mistake in quotation marks you ever did. Knowing how you got yourself into any situation you got your life in. Owning any way how you are responsible for how you are feeling or how others made you feel. Really stepping completely out of victimhood completely stepping into responsibility for whatever happens to you and how you feel and what you do in your life. This for me is true healing. And this for me is eventually, which really got me to live this incredibly amazing life that I'm living nowadays. Like nowadays, I am a deeply regulated woman that is free to go wherever she wants to go I am free to embody whatever I want to embody I am free to really live out my gifts from the core I am free to be ashamed of anything out there I am wildly liberated to be my greatest self I am free to feel the great beautiful gift of life rushing through my wings every single day I am free to have a fucking bad moment and keep having a beautiful good day. I am free to have a shitty day and feel still feel fucking awesome and valued within. I'm a woman that has her own boundaries and is not afraid to do so and I am most overall a woman fucking doing whatever she wants for only one single reason and that is to please myself and nobody fucking else. And this is so widely powerful, looking back from where I am come from. Like, I come from heavy substance abuse to... Yes, one hand allow myself to have these incredible body mind experiences, but also to numb down the pain that I had previously from like a difficult relationship with my father, for example, and other difficult things I had experienced previously in my life. It was really to numb down not having out, not having found my sense of value outside myself. Uh, not how do you say that? to numb down that pain from being dependent on external sources to know my own value, to know my own um, uh, worth, right? I had been in this abusive relationship to keep on this narrative that I'm not worthy because I had picked it up somewhere. And all this journey of working my ass off, coming into this heavy burnout, carrying around my traumas, not having healed them, it all was from a place of unworthiness and having to be liked by others, having to please others on a constant level. Because also I never allowed myself to really heal because a woman that heals is like... When you're healed, you feel broken, right? And a broken girl is not a nice girl. A nice girl is a girl who has it together all the fucking time, right? And so that's also why I got burned out in my job, because I did not allow myself to heal and also did not allow myself to take time for myself to like really be genuinely me and please me as well and not only others. And that was really like the deep path of healing is coming to that point of first of all being able to experience in-depth pleasure. Not numbness, not fake pleasure, really fucking real pleasure and enjoyment for life. This is something that's not genuinely, like it is genuinely given to us. It's part of our nature, but we had been trained otherwise. So it's really reactivating that, but also like finding a way to give that to yourself and do anything else from the following place. From a place of having given that pleasure to yourself first, filling it in yourself first, before we give it to others. This for me was really the path of healing and it got me being who I am as fucking wild and beautiful and strong and embodied and empowered and confident and as self-sustainably and successfully leading myself as I am today feeling home in my body, feeling home in my personality with who I am and the gifts I have. That came from taking myself to really heal all these things on the way. And I said, I need to make a second episode really going how I heal the endometriosis, for example, how I heal a few other things and go more into depth, how I actually healed these things, how I went through my time of isolation in between, how I recovered from being broke, I'm going to do a second episode on that, yeah. And that's just the story I want to give you on the way for today, is that no matter where you come from, you can fucking heal it if you want. And the only thing you require is wanting to get to know yourself and wanting to be as transparent and responsible as fuck for your own self. I say it again, the only thing you need to truly, truly authentically heal to the fucking core, to get out of your own way and to become who you really want to be in your most clear, profound and radiant expression of your true self. The only thing you need for that is to be fucking willing to be transparent and responsible for your own self. And it sounds easy, but it might fucking not be for some, because transparency holds. You are clear where you fucking suck and where you rule. You need to admit yourself where you do stupid bullshit, where you behave childish, and where you behave irresponsibly. And the same way, holding yourself responsible means taking fucking ownership It's not this person that made you do this, it's not this person that made you do this. It's fucking you yourself that allowed others to do that to yourself or allowed yourself to do that to yourself, yeah? It is not your boss mistake that you are constantly running over hours. No, it is your own mistake not telling clear, strong boundaries Or by distracting yourself in a workplace too much, so you're not getting your shit done in the required time. It's your fucking mistake. Nobody else's. You are treated in the way how you treat yourself. Simple as that. This universe is deeply fucking interconnected. and Whatever is happening inside is happening outside. Whatever is happening outside is in clear, adequate reflection of what is happening inside of yourself. If you never ever speak a single negative word with yourself, you will never ever receive a single negative word from outside. Clear as that, your frequency, your vibration just does not allow for that. And that to me also is really true healing. And that's the essence of my story is that eventually it's really about changing the absolute depth of yourselves and the beliefs and the thoughts you hold around yourself. Like I'm not interested in how many green juices you drink. I'm interested what you really think about yourself and how you talk to yourself. That's what I'm really interested about. I'm not interested about how many millions of dollars you're making. I'm interested about why you are making them and how in a sense of like which place of emotion you are making them. That's what I'm genuinely interested about. And I think that's a genuine interest. We need to cultivate for ourselves to know where the healing needs to be done. Because eventually the healing does not to be done in your diet, in your exercise. The healing needs to be done on a microscopic, subconscious, cellular level in how and why You are behaving in the way you are behaving. That's the true work that has to be done. And I am personally incredibly grateful for the tools of mostly Ayurveda and yoga and all the amazing metaphysical and energetic tools I got on the way for being able to do the work on such a deep level and don't get me wrong yoga is not only doing asana and I think now I like exposed as much as I'm a yoga teacher as I haven't done in the past like one and a half or two years like I'm using the tools of yoga and Ayurveda all the fucking time with my clients and I think some of them don't even know that um we're doing yoga and Ayurveda actually, so it's very interesting, needs to be another episode on that, what actually all these things are, because what we see in the media is like so fucking far away from what it can be, but back to the story, that's kind of like the healing, and that's also really my story, my story is from turning into a fucking hot mass into, not hot, like wasted mass crazy experiences, again, coming from, like, crazy times of drug abuse, coming into toxic relationship, collecting sexual trauma on the way, going into a fucking burnout, being homeless in between, rock bottom, again, having to heal the endometriosis, etc., and coming from all that into a fully embodied, liberated, happy person, like, I feel like this is what he really healing is about. And this is also what my story is about. It's like my story here is not to make you feel bad where I was in my life. Fuck no. It's about making you feel good. How far you can come. It's about making you feel good. Giving you an example that fucking everything is possible. If you can create your dream life coming from that shit. 10 years ago then if I can do that you can do it even faster because now you know somebody who has the tools I didn't know anybody who has the tools I fucking did not I did it all by myself you can get there even faster because now you know with me somebody who has the tools and who knows the fucking way to get there like, this is really supposed to be a story of inspiration for you, not of pity, not of misery. It's a fucking story of inspiration that all this shit, you can make it fucking through whatever it is. There is a way out. And if you're not on a positive end yet, you ha- you are not out there yet. You are not finished yet. But there is a way out there, okay? So... That being said, I just really want to remind you, you can be a fucking crazy loser in your life because I was a loser 10 years ago. I was a fucking loser, okay? I was on a rave, smashing drugs and shit like this, no perspective in life, telling myself, oh, I need to do this to change my state of consciousness, blah, blah, blah. But at the end, I was just a fucking loser, no clue where to go, even inside myself, not even talking about where to go in life, okay? If you can, if I can, become who I am today, fucking smashing life, living my best life, being a fucking healthy, radiant, embodied woman, helping thousands of others to also have these great tools on their hands and to have these great experiences in themselves, so can you, okay, so... That's my story for today. Let's wrap up this episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. It was my first try. So please send me a comment below. Drop me a message. Um, I hope you were able to keep track with my story. As I said, like it makes me a little bit nervous to not have a live audience there. Because I usually can see on the faces if people still keep catching up with the point I'm making or not, now it's just a completely free jam. I just let it off my soul, let my intuition, my body just give to you what was meant to be given to you from me today and I hope you just fucking enjoyed it as much as I did, I do feel a little bit vulnerable but very excited about that, to giving that trust and really hope that this also helps you to drop the fucking shame, it doesn't matter who you were, It matters who you are now and where you are going, okay? So let's all be like, yeah, I have some pretty fucking tough times in my life, but I can make it out there and I'm on my way to the fucking best version of myself ever. Please do not excuse me my fucks and my cursory. That's just part of speaking completely free and uncensored. That's a way how I love to do it. And yeah. That being said, leave me a comment. I would really love that. Send me a message, whatever. Share it with whoever you feel like they're calling to do so. And I'm wishing you a super beautiful day. Expect a lot of valuable content also in the future on this podcast. It's not all gonna be about me and my story. It's gonna be a lot about like really fucking tangible stuff. So definitely hit the follow if you liked it. If you're curious for more, I got the goodies and I'm not afraid to share them with you. Hit the subscribe, go to my other channels, and have a super fucking empowered